Welcome to another episode of Decaf in Quarantine. Taylor here, joined by Mark from the mountains of Gatlinburg. He really escaped, didn't he? How's it going, Mark? It's great. Yeah, I'm in Gatlinburg. Uh, you can get uh, basically houses here for like 50 bucks a night. It's so cheap. I'm like, if you're going to be quarantined, why not be in the mountains? It's beautiful out here, and I'm not going to see anybody anyway. So other than my, my little buddy Sloan, that's it's fair. <laughs> I love it. I love that Sloan has become like a regular fixture in our episodes of Decaf. I know. I feel like I need to bring her to work now once we go back just so she can be in all the episodes. I know. She's like our official mascot and I am here for it. <laughs> um, so we have some, we're trying to, just so you know, the listeners out there, we don't want to concentrate all of our time talking about coronavirus. We know you hear a lot of that, but the first thing we want to talk about is a very cool thing that we have done at Beacon, which is policy solutions for dealing with this crisis, both healthcare and economic. We released that this week. Um, just some things that the government should and should not do. The government of Tennessee specifically, we're not getting in on the national level at all. Sorry if you can't hear me for that airplane that's going over. But um, we want to talk about the things that are going well that we need to keep doing and the things that we don't even need to try in the future. Um, and Mark, we got a lot of good media coverage from that. Yeah, it's been good. I think it was a, it's been a very reasonable kind of middle ground solutions. I don't think we've seen a lot of those. It seems to be one or the other, like, oh, everyone should do whatever they're going to do normally. Don't worry about staying at home. Just go out and do whatever. Or people like shut everything down. Nobody should have a job. Um, Tennessee Holler or whatever. But like, we're, we're, basically, everyone should do nothing and stay home for months and don't worry about your livelihood. So I think that we struck a good balance kind of giving solutions uh, from Ron's when he wrote it, Ron and Justin came up with it, to the government of things that you can do to expand access to healthcare um, for poor people, for people, telemedicine, um, pharmacists giving them more ability. So it had a lot of great things economically and health-wise. Yeah, things to bolster the economy, things to keep people safe and well, dealing with public health and safety as well as the, our consumer economy. And we also did, um, if you're living in Tennessee and listening to this and you own a small business and you're not sure about how Governor Lee's stay-at-home order affects you, we did a frequently asked questions document. We paired up with um, NFIB of Tennessee, which represents so many thousands of small businesses across the state. And we put together a really simple um, frequently asked questions document about how the stay-at-home order affects you. So if you're looking for either of those things, if that interests you, either email me, shoot, me, shoot us a message here on Facebook, or um, check that out on our website, beacontn.org. And one thing, it's really cool because a lot of business owners have never had to read an executive order to understand what that is. I mean, I barely can understand what it is. Like people who don't work in the policy space are going to have a hard time getting it. So it was, it was really useful that Justin was able to go and say, okay, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Just so business can have an understanding. Like, oh, do you have less than 10 people? You're fine. Don't worry about it. Like these are the types of things that are you have an 11, 12 page executive order that's filled with language that is like, it's really high level. If you're not in the government, you might understand it. So it's really cool that Beacon and Justin did that. So the business can say, okay, can I open or not? Here we go. Oh, this will explain that to me. Perfect. Yes, I, I'm really thankful that we that they thought to do that. I'm really happy to be on a team that's really trying to help people out. Speaking of a team, um, sports teams are taking a break, but not all sports teams. There is an interesting <laughs> all team. All real sports teams, yeah. But well, <laughs> there's a pretty cool team that's about to um, – take take to the course of Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. Mark, what the heck is going on? Well, so it's cool. And I, I, I guess the PGA is like reviewing it right now, I'm, but, but they announced this um, 
kind of the two people. So it would be, yeah, those two versus each other in like a charity golf match. Um, there's no sports on television. Golf's about the only sport you can really play safely at this point. Um, and they're talking about Charles Barkley announcing it too, which would be hilarious because he's, he's incredible. Oh, great. Um, and just having a sporting event to kind of keep our minds off things. It would all go to charity. Uh, it would probably be the most watched golf event ever because we literally have nothing else to watch. I mean, uh, separately, the NBA is doing a 16-team uh, NBA player video game tournament on ESPN. So people will even be watching that. Like, we are so starved for content and sports right now that this golf tournament, if this happens, like they're probably doing it in May, it would be incredible. You have two of the best golfers in the world, two of the most recognizable, greatest quarterbacks of all time playing together in, in a golf tournament. It would just be cool to watch. Yeah, my, my sweet mama living by herself in a small town in Alabama. I was on the phone with her the other night. She goes, Taylor, I got to go. I'm watching a tennis match, and I got to finish <laughs> the end of it. And I was like, Mom – sports don't exist right now what do you watch she goes oh yeah it's the finals from four years ago but I never got a chance to watch it so now's as good a time as any we are starving <laughs> for content what's funny is I saw that there was like some like I forget what it was some soccer league in like Russia or something like that it's some like tier seven guys where I make five grand a year playing soccer they'd like they had to stop the game because people were betting too much money on it because there's nothing else for betters to bet on right now so like people are betting on this like like these players who are like bet, like basically me and you playing soccer people are betting on so they'd like shut they didn't, I guess it was like they're worried about being fixed because they're making like five thousand dollars a year it's like if you're like hey fix this game for ten grand it's like yeah of course I'll do that I don't make any money I think we're gonna have a lot of of um, pent up aggression from from like gambling addicts during this. Oh pandemic. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like they're looking. I mean, and I love. I mean, I like to gamble, not that much. I'm not going to do that. But it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. I think that this golf tournament will be really, really great because you have two great golfers and you have two big celebrities that people like. And I will watch Charles Barkley announce anything. He's unbelievable. Like he's so funny. So it's cool. I think you'll probably start to see more things like that. I think the hot dog eating contest is coming up too. So there's a lot of real, real great sporting events coming up. Yeah, riveting content got going on here. Um, another, a lot of other stuff. So, talking about things that people are spending money on, I got, I've already gotten three boxes from my online shopping today in the mail, and it is currently um, eleven forty a.m. and I've gotten three packages. Um, oh, how, is, is the shipping time normal for you, or was it delayed some? It's been delayed. I have, <laughs> I have three more coming from Nordstrom that haven't arrived yet that I ordered last week. I don't want to talk about this problem that I have. A friend has been my you're going to get bankrupt not for losing your job, but for your retail therapy. <laughs> retail therapy, bolstering the economy. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. You're getting Nordstrom some business. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's the way I justify going on Uber Eats so much is that I'm, I'm bolstering the economy. <laughs> Amen. Burger up in Nashville. I'm paying all their salaries right now. Um, <laughs> but... There's there's an article in the Wall Street Journal this week about brick and mortar stores versus online shopping. Um, in an earlier episode of Decaf, Mark and I talked about if this was like way back in November after Black Friday. We talked about how the Wall Street Journal had reported that for the first time ever, online shopping sales between Black Friday and Cyber Monday outweighed brick and mortar going into the store sales for the first time ever this year in 2019 that happened. Now we've got this going on and brick and mortar stores are laying off employees because they can't go into work. People aren't going into stores. People can't go into stores, but people are still online shopping. So the question that the journal posed was, is this going to remain a trend even after the coronavirus outbreak scare is over or will people go back to shopping brick and mortar and mark like what do you prefer because i know what i prefer i think that it's uh it's interesting is that this is not a new trend it's something that's trending this way for about what 15 years and it right. seems to be going 
more and more. And this might kind of be the last, the last thing that brick and mortar stores have where yeah. after this, that who, who knows what's going to happen because people already prefer online. Me and you both prefer, I think anybody under the age of like 50 prefers to be honest. Um, and this might just accelerate the process. And like, it's not that brick and mortar stores won't exist, but it's going to be a lot harder for them to compete. And once people realize like people, like, I don't know, older people who have never really shopped online before. It's like, well, they have no choice now. If you want to do grocery shopping, people are knowing about shipped and maybe they're ordering stuff off Amazon. They normally get at their local, at the local stores and they're going to realize how easy it is. And this seems like it might accelerate. Not, it's not a problem, but it's going to accelerate this thing where I think the brick and mortar stores have already had to deal with this in the past couple of years. And now they have to grapple with it even more saying we need something new to be able to stay in competition. Yeah, I think um, as a woman, like small beauty product stores um, are going to remain very popular. But, Whoa. you know, as far as department stores go, if you know your shoe size and you know your clothes size, and especially with department stores like Nordstrom and um, Crate and Barrel, I know offers free shipping. A lot of these stores offer free shipping. Um, Crate and Barrel for home furnishings, Nordstrom for clothes. If you know your shoe size and you know your clothes size and they offer free shipping and free ret returns, why wouldn't you shop online? But um, bring it up. Unless you actually like going in, you're saving yourself at minimum between the drive and shopping like 30, 40 minutes, and that's at minimum. But it's not a really huge generational gap that the online shopping versus the brick and mortar shopping is um, what's preferred. I was talking to my mom again the other day, same conversation, and we were talking about Easter. And the three girls in my family all give each other one kind of bigger thing for Easter. And my mom was stressed out because she can't go to a store to pick something out for my sister and I. And I was like, Mom, online shopping. This way you have a credit card. It's much easier. And, Amazon is very easy to use. Yeah, and but she just said that she doesn't, like online shopping she's not good at it she likes to be able to touch things and see things sure. and so it's not just old people that prefer going into the store that can't use the internet my mom's job is mostly on the internet but she prefers to go into a brick and mortar store and touch things and i do think that it's generational because most of our lives we've online shopped but um it will be interesting to see what happens to gallerias and large shopping malls and things like that once this is over which, I mean, galleries and large shopping malls are already going down. I mean, there's, there's, there's a huge decline in shopping malls to begin with. And so is, this the, is this the kiss of death, or will people miss what they didn't have during this and start to go back? I think, it's, I think it probably is a kiss of death. I mean, I think that it's, especially with shopping malls, it's already been years and years of going down. And, like, this is, again, going to accelerate the problem. They might not go away tomorrow, but I'd be shocked if we see any really functional shopping malls in the next four or five years, because I think that this is the trend. And there is some stores that will stay, but like, like what your mom said about liking to feel like when I get a book, I do like to go to Barnes and Noble. Uh, I'd rather go, I sit down, I like the atmosphere, then get it on Amazon. There's some things like if I'm getting groceries, I'd much rather not, I don't need to feel it. I can just have them delivered to my house and that sounds great. So I think it just depends on people's preferences and it's up to these retail stores to say, okay, how can we differentiate ourselves? How can we make it so people want to come in? It's going to take some innovation for them to stay in business, a lot of them. I agree. The one store that I will continue to go in, well, two stores, Sam's Club and Costco, because you can't get free samples on an app. <laughs> hey, it's, it's that far away. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. That's all I'm saying. Um, speaking of eating, Mark and I want to um, finish our episodes while we're in quarantine with a "What are we watching? What are we listening to?" And I wanted to say what we're eating. Um, yeah, that's more of your thing. What new things you're eating? But yeah, that is good. But there is this one thing that is keeping me sane. I went to Trader Joe's. They have these amazing Parmesan pigs in a blanket. They're frozen. Ooh. They're so. Wait, good. real quick. When you say pigs in a blanket, this is always a, an argument I've had. Do you mean sausage and pancake, or do you mean little hot dogs in in, in like, crescent roll? But hot dogs are sausage. Sausage. 
So it's little sausages okay, okay. wrapped in crescent pastry with Parmesan cheese on top, and you bake them for 18 minutes. And it's like the easiest thing because, you no know, sources. with our with our work schedule right now, we're home, but we have Zoom conference and all these different things. And I just pop them in the oven, don't have to prepare anything. Anyway, if you're looking for something to feed your kids or feed yourself, if you are a big kid like we are, um, go to Trader Joe's, do, your fav- do yourself a favor and go to Trader Joe's and get some of those. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I really like the ones that are like the maple syrup, like pancake batter around sausages. So it's like there are different kinds of things on blanket. I'll tell you what I just did. I just tried, which is a little bit healthier than your version, but I just tried asparagus for the first time since I've been like in eighth grade last night. And it was really good. Uh, there was there was brick on it and uh, Kira, my girlfriend, made it so well. And it's like, it was so delicious. And I might like asparagus more than I thought. I thought it was gross. I know it makes your pee smell, but I, I liked it. Some things we don't need to know, but yeah. Well, no, that, that's a fa- not my pee. Other people's fact. pee. I just know that's a fact. Asparagus is delicious. Um, okay. and, and well, I, I'm going to try now. I thought it was gross, so now I'm okay with it. Good for you for eating something green. Mark orders his fajitas at Mexican restaurants without the peppers <laughs> and onions. He does not eat vegetables. Um, yeah, it's just, they're basically just steak pieces. Jeez. Okay, let's get back to what we wanted to talk about this okay. segment. We talked about what we're eating. Mark, what are you listening to right now? Um, I'm listening to this podcast called Up and Vanished. Uh, we listened on the way up on this trip. And you have already listened to the full thing. I'm only about 12 episodes through it. It's kind of like serial, but it's really cool because the guy's not great at the podcast. But it's cool because they actually it's real-time investigation of this murder. And they actually find the murderer, which I just found out, about halfway through. So it's not like serial or making a murder, which I'm also watching again, where it's planned. Uh, they know all the things and they kind of put it together. It's like every week. So like they go on these leads that sound interesting, but don't mean anything. They don't lead to anything. And they're not even relevant to the story because it's on a weekly basis. So it's kind of cool to see one of those podcasts that's following an unsolved murder, but on a weekly basis. So I really like that. I don't love the guy who does it. Uh, he's no Sarah Koenig, but well, I mean, whatever. He, it's fine. And it's interesting. It's this murder in, in Georgia and you've watched it or you've listened to it. And it's, it is really enthralling. So up and vanished. I think it's on iTunes and, and all the podcasting. Yeah, it's really good. There's a lot of twists. They they pick up a cold, a legit cold case from the 90s of a girl. I, I thought it was more, um, it, it's one of the more engaging and hooking ones just because I am a girl from a small town in the South and it could be any That's of right. them. So it was really scary, but also really cool to see this guy come in and just by essentially crowdsourcing information was able to solve this girl's murder or disappearance from years and years and years and years ago. So that was awesome. By the way, does anybody like does anybody like Nancy Grace? She's the worst. She's the worst. Nancy Grace, worst person on television. I don't think she's on television anymore, but she's awful. She's on this podcast. I'm like, give me. I can't deal with her talking. She's awful. And she's like, like the first time she hears, oh, that person was somewhat close. Like they did it. I, I already know the decision. Like let's not even look into it anymore. She is just awful. I'm sorry. Like she was on this podcast and did a, a 15 minute interview, which is basically just her bragging about how smart she is and not even talking about the case. But she just annoys me to no end. She was terrible. Um, yeah. So what, you, are you, what, are, what are you listening to or watching? I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm so mad <laughs> Grace right now. So I recently got hooked on Survivor. Um, I got oh! all access. Oh, God. So you've been watching. It's also on Hulu. Well, I've been – I watched, like, season eight. Like, I'm, like, really going back. Like – I, okay, so I was, I'm glad that you said that. I was about watching again season two. So I watched season one with my family, and I was a big Rudy fan. I don't know if you, if you watched season one. That's Rudy when Richard is amazing. He's great, right? So I only watched it with my family. I kind of stopped off. There's like 19 seasons on Hulu. I'm like, I might start watching. I'm glad. So, so it holds up well? Oh, 
there are current there are 40 seasons they're currently filming season 40 and i've been jumping around some of the best ones while also keeping up with this season that's currently going on i am so hooked i mean i barely leave my house except to go on walks and i do literally nothing else but work drink margaritas and watch survivor that's that's incredible. I'm glad you said that. I've been thinking about that. And I always Jeff Probst was the man. Is he still on it? Oh yeah, he's doing great. He's so. Forty one. What other show has lasted forty one seasons? Seriously, is that the longest? I know it's not the longest running show in terms of time, but what other show is like, even like The Simpsons? I think it's only like twenty five seasons, like forty one seasons. I know. I know. It is wild. So if you have a lot of time to spare, which I know we all do, get on that Survivor. Also on Hulu, Little Fires Everywhere. It's a Hulu original show based on a book. It's really good, really dramatic, really spicy. Um, but that's what be fun. Watching. We should watch the same episode or the same season of Survivor. We should like start like Survivor season 10. And like each week we should like catch up on it, like act like it's, it's going on live and talk about Survivor season 10 or something like that. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. along. Mark and Let, I are gonna one, and we have, to, we have to have the right amount of episodes so we can like talk about it. But I feel like that's a fun thing to do. We can have okay. like updates on that happened 20 years ago. If you want to watch Survivor with us, we'll let you know what season we're <laughs> going to watch. Um, and and yeah, now you know that me and Mark are Survivor super fans. Maybe maybe sometimes. Well, I'm not yet. I'm, I'm going to get back into it. I feel like you have brought me into this. I was a Survivor super fan when I was eight and my mom and dad and, and sister all watched it. So like I haven't watched in 20, 25 years probably, but I'm, I'm, I'm back into it. If you and I, if they had a Survivor where pairs could go on and you and I went on Survivor together, which one would kill the other first? Yeah, well, we would both be voted off very quickly because we, we would make alliances to try to get each other off, I think, and nobody would like us. <laughs> so we would, <laughs> we would be the first two off for sure. I would totally vote you off 100%. Oh, yeah. I would try to get everyone to be like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll leave if you vote her off. I just don't want her to win. It'd be more important that you lose than I win, I think. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that so that y'all know how awful Mark is to me. <laughs> well, no. Come, no, God. Um, everyone's... I, I have fun. Oh, we, have, we would be a good alliance. I think we could actually get people on, on our side. And, like, you have to, like, I think we'd do it ethically. We would lie a little bit, but, like, in an ethical way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We would be diabolical and mischievous, and we would win the million dollars. That's a combo, like a couple's combo, two people do it. Amazing race. Let's do it. <laughs> we, is, we would get to each other very quickly on that. But it, this be, is dangerous. This is really dangerous. All right, everyone, we're going to leave it there, but everybody stay safe, stay sane, wash those hands, slow, take care of Mark, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time.